0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the third episode in the Survivor Series. We're going to be talking about food. I'm Nico, and while I'm no survival expert, as you may have heard in the first episode, I've spent much of my life outdoors camping and backpacking, and I've watched a ton of survival videos, specifically Les Stroud, and uh, I'm going to be talking about food in this episode. Now, I want to separate the conversation about food from preparing food to go out into the wild and then finding food as if you were lost, stranded, and you only had the clothes on your back. So in terms of preparing food to go out into the wild, one of the main factors to consider is weight. A lot of people don't think about how much things weigh when they put into a pack. And I can tell you right now, if your pack is anything over 60 to 80 pounds, you better be in shape or you're going to have a rough time hiking that pack through the wilderness. And the easiest way to reduce weight in the food that you take with you is to make sure it's something dry or to dehydrate it a great survival food that I've learned about recently was pemmican. Now, pemmican is a mixture of meat powder, beef tallow, and maybe some optional like dried fruits. Um, And you can find several different recipes online to, to make that. But it more or less comes out kind of like an energy bar type consistency, maybe a little bit more dry. But it gives you a lot of protein and calories that you need for those types of trips, again, you can dehydrate meats if you cut up and marinate some pieces of steak or chicken or what have you. As long as the, I guess the chicken would need to be cooked, but uh, focusing on steak, if you cut up strips, dehydrate it—that's jerky, right? You can also mix some type of trail mix. I've seen people use M and M's, peanuts, and some other different. Grains and, and uh, snacks, mix that all up, and put it in a bag. That's another great way to get yourself food. Um, peanut butter is another good idea for, uh, for having prepared food out in the wild. The only thing there is I would highly recommend getting peanut butter into a tube or into a device that you can squeeze out easily at least back, I haven't bought peanut butter in a little while, but at least back in the day, they always just came in jars, right? Carrying a big ass jar of peanut butter is not really easy, especially because it takes up a lot of space in your pack and then getting it out requires another utensil or anything like that. So if you do use peanut butter, try and get it into some type of container that's easy to squeeze. Uh, The other factor there is if you're hiking, in any weather that's really freaking cold, that makes it a pain in the ass to get out of any container, really. But a squeeze tube's a lot easier. You can uh, put it in a pocket, leave it there for a little while, pocket in your pants, or get next to a fire. If you listen to my uh, first episode, you can learn how to build a fire, heat it up a little bit, it's easy to squeeze out. And then some more modern options for prepared food, You can go into almost any outdoor store, like a Bass Pro or REI, anything like that. And there are pre made dehydrated meal packages. And they are, the the options are almost endless. Now, I started backpacking and camping before those were even an option. But my dad actually did that type of stuff. He would dehydrate the ingredients, keep them in, in a packet. And then all you have to do at that point is boil water, add, stir, and wait. But now, let's let's say you just find yourself in a survival situation and you're out in the wild. How do you find food? Now, fortunately, our bodies are going to be able to survive without food for 3 days and maybe longer depending on your The fat content in your body, depending on how much energy you're using on a daily basis and how much water you're taking in. But generally speaking, the rule is about three days. Now, one of the first things that I would recommend is do not eat mushrooms. Unless you are super familiar with the specific forest that you're in, you are super familiar with the mushroom species and you've tested them, do not eat mushrooms. One wrong mushroom will kill you. And I, I even remember watching an episode of Survivor Man with Les Stroud. He came across mushrooms and he said, Even though I have a knowledge of fungi and the different species in this area, because I do not know for certain what this is, I am not going to eat it. So. Even though, like, we're, we're all familiar, like, oh, cool, this is, this is a nice mushroom in the store. Like, there's ones in the wild that will kill your ass. So don't do not do that. And that's coming for someone. I'm growing mushrooms right now. grew some uh, golden oysters, blue oysters. They're delicious. But, like, if you get the wrong ones out in the wild, you're going to have a really bad time. Or it'll be your last time eating mushrooms. So that's my point on that. Now, as far as other plants and berries go, there is a lot of edible plants, berries, tubers, and different things out in the wild. And even if you don't know if you can eat it, there is a test that you can do to see if things are edible, okay? And there's a a quick video that I'll actually link in the description here, but here's the four steps in that video. The first is to rub the plant on your skin, okay? So like the back of your hand, something like that, or the the crease of your elbow, something like that. Give it a good rub on your skin and wait. You usually have to wait somewhere between 6 to 12 hours. But what you're looking for is if the skin boils up, if it rashes, if it starts to itch or sting, any of those are going to be signs that the plant is not edible, now, if you do that, you wait that amount of time and you don't see anything, you're probably good to go. Now, the next, the next test would be to rub it on your lips. And that's the same type of, uh, you're looking for the same type of thing with that. If you rub a plant on your lips, it, your lips swell up, it stings, it burns, things like that. It, it rashes, whatever. Stay away from that plant or that berry. Now another, the next part of this test is you can take a small bite, chew, but do not swallow. So spit it out. And then again, you're looking for the same type of thing. Any type of burning, itching, sensation in your mouth after doing so is probably not a good plant to eat. And then the, I guess the last part of this test would be you can take a small bite and swallow. And if you feel any type of Stomach ache or upset stomach, anything, probably not a good idea. But if you've gone through some of those other steps, you're probably safe to, to swallow. But I would definitely recommend, even if you rub the plant on your skin or your lips, you've taken a small bite and you, nothing happened to your skin, nothing, you didn't feel anything weird in your mouth. I would still take a small bite of that plant first and then wait before consuming more of it. Because again, eating the wrong wrong type of plant can be poisonous and you can have some serious problems with that. Now, outside of plants, a great way to get energy is to get protein. Now, the easiest way to do all of these things, whether it's plants or sources of protein, is to find a water source. That could be a small creek, a pond, whatever. And just by doing that, you'll have access to a larger ecosystem of animals, right? If you're out in the desert, no close water source, you're going to have a hard time finding enough food via animal sources to get the calories you need to survive. But if you're close to water, you can set small traps for for small animals. There's different types of traps that um, – I'm sorry for the graphicness of these, but hey, in a survival situation, you probably are going to have to kill some things, so get with it. Uh, <laughs> there's some small traps where you're going to set a like a noose almost or a, a loop, and whenever an animal gets through that loop, the trap sets and actually pulls and chokes the animal to death, Okay then there's tons of different diagrams and knots that you can use for these. If you're interested, you can go and look these up. I'm just trying to give you some general ideas for survival situations. And then the opposite type of trap, or I should say another type of trap, is where an animal walks into the trapped area and a big rock or something is going to smash the animal. Now, those are, those are a couple different ways that you can trap like rodents and small animals on land but there's other ways that you can set traps for fish kind of in a shallow area of the water as well. But you may need something as bait, insects, pieces of an animal that you trapped, something along those lines. And again, I would highly recommend looking looking up some different designs for those traps. But the idea with any any fish traps is you want them to easily be able to get in, but not get out. And then you can have a live fish in a small area that you've, that you've um, sectioned off as your trap. And you just pick them out of there or you drag them out with a, a stick or what have you. And that's your meal. Now, again, fish and other wild game are a, a little more difficult to obtain Uh, but they're going to give you the protein that you need and keep you surviving in that type of situation. But the key with all of this is to at least be prepared. Whether you are just lost at random in the woods or you're preparing for an outing, having that knowledge of general things to do is going to help you survive and overcome that situation. And the last thing to mention here is this one's a little out there but normally if you're in the woods in any type of at least the state parks that I've visited, national parks that I've visited, there's going to be trash. And that's an unfortunate reality. But if you're able to find fishing line, which is a little bit more common than you'd think, and any type of can, you can make a hook, you can have a fishing line and then you wrap that line around a sturdy branch or something like that, and you have yourself a fishing pole. So there's always different ways to to get food in those survival situations. And again, the most important part is just knowing what they are. Because if you get dragged out to the middle of the woods and dropped off, and you don't know anything about what I talked about in this video or any other survival techniques, you're going to have a bad time. So take the time to research a couple of these things, learn something new today, and hopefully you don't find yourself in that survival situation, but hopefully you may use some of the prepared foods that I mentioned on your next camping trip or backpacking outage. Guys, stay tuned next time for the last... Recording in the survival series where I'm going to talk about equipment, clothing, and shelter. Don't forget to check out the other two recordings in the survival series on fire and water. And stay tuned next week for another Thought Load. Guys, have a wonderful rest of the day, rest of the week. And as always, begin the duel, win the day.